Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The international break is over, and we at Part of the Bus are back here to end, hopefully, entertain you. We've got an action-packed show tonight. We have a review of the previous game week of Game Week 8 and my embarrassment in the one-shot challenge, a preview of Game Week 9, little bit of chat about the international break, and we have a trade war, kinda. Alex made two trade offers to me. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing okay, considering it's Thursday and not Friday. <laughs> um, I was just wondering how has life been for the last ten days for you? It's because, of course, you have played the misses. Yeah. And you better. Yeah, it's been fine. Oh, <laughs> this well. is, she, luckily, her picking of Jazz Richards in defence did not defeat me, but um, we're all right. We're fine. Um, international break... How was that? No fantasy football for 10 full days. Uh, it gave me a chance to get on with the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and helps. when I actually started looking at this today, I thought, Christ, I forgot everything. Yeah, everybody's injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, with everybody, if anyone follows us on Twitter, will know that being Scottish makes the international break a bit painful at times. <laughs> uh, yeah. Alex McLeish has somehow managed to make the Israeli national team seem like world beaters. <laughs> but I, I love the joke that we just decided not to play in Israel as a political protest. I think that's a very interesting point of view to take. But anyway, Alex, let's get on with the the review of Game Week 8. Which and I won. Can we keep it quick and painless, please? Yeah. <laughs> which I won, which I won, which I won. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to say that for five times. Um, I think it boiled down to... Well, I had uh, <laughs> Pereira for Leicester. You didn't have West Ham. <laughs> he scored a nice seven points with a wee goal, despite the fact that Leicester get beat by Everton. Yeah. And looking at your team, there was a few people let you down. That was dead weight for a lot of it. I mean, the West Ham choices killed me. Yeah. I think what last game week showed is you can tell nothing from a team who's beat Man United. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to go with, because... You can't tell anything from it. West Ham did not play well against Brighton, and Brighton didn't particularly like world beaters. They've beat Man United as well. Um, you just can't take anything from a team that's beat Man United this season. Yeah, and it makes you sometimes double ponder about putting two or three people from a kind of mid-table team or lower yeah. into your side, because <laughs> if they, that team doesn't, they don't get the result, it really does hurt you. It does, and here we are though, We I got drowned, so we're one each on the one shot. Yep, um, and the visitors have none. Yeah, that's fine, that's <laughs> fine, we can accept that. So, what we're going to do is accept that I get beat, and... We're going to move on to have a review of Game Week 9. Did I mention that I won? Yeah, you mentioned you won. <laughs> that the, might be the only week I win. <laughs> to be fair, the teams were very, very similar last week, but you had the differential that made the difference. I think that's just kind of the story yeah. of fantasy football in general. Um, to be honest, I actually didn't check these scores until I think it was last weekend, yeah. and I, I fully expected that I'd lost because I didn't do well in the actual um, fantasy football team 
Um, so I just presumed this was similar, but too much to my surprise, I won. Yeah, it's um, hi. But I won my game last week anyway in the actual games that we play. But yeah, it was. I, I've said it on Twitter already. It was a particularly poor performance from myself. But that's as we've said on this pod on numerous occasions. We're not experts. We're here to have a laugh and have a bit of fun with our mates picking a fantasy football one-shot team every week. Yeah. Um, so if anyone doesn't know the rules of how we play in the preview show, which this is technically, we'll go in, we'll pick a team of 15 players with a £100 million budget based on their prices at the time of recording. And we have our starting 11, we have our subs picked, we have a captain, we have a vice-captain, just normal FPL rules. And we run it over the weekend and we see who wins. It's currently one win to me, one win to Alex, no wins to the guests. And we're going to keep it going. So what we'll do is we're going to take a couple of quick seconds break and we'll be back to discuss the teams we're picking for game week nine. So Alex, let's start with goalkeepers for game week nine. Uh, I've picked Allison from Liverpool. I think you're the same. That's correct. I've got Allison too. Mm. It was a close choice between him and the Man City uh, okay. goalkeeper. I thought both of them would get clean sheets, and Allison being zero point one million cheaper got the nod. It's very similar to my thought process on it. I think Allison will keep a clean sheet against Huddersfield. And there wasn't much more that went into that. I looked at the other fixtures. Man City are likely to keep a clean sheet, but Burnley's form's okay. Consider Brighton's goalkeeper, because I don't fancy Newcastle in that game. But other than that, nothing screams clean sheet to me. Even Bournemouth, I wasn't overly enthused by their clean sheet chances, even though I fancy them against Southampton. So that's why I went with Allison. Yeah, nice and simple choice. Nice I think. and simple, and I think we've both just went for four million subkeepers. Nothing particularly fancy about our choices in that one. No, I went for Arthur Porridge, and I've went for Hamer, the cheapest goalkeeper in the game to have scored any points. So I think what the goalkeeping choice is normally quite straightforward and quick to talk about. There's not a huge in-depth of analysis, and there's no difference either. No. Um, <laughs> I think Pal Allison is a good choice for this weekend. I fancy I don't fancy Huddersfield to be free scoring against Liverpool, who are particularly strong in defence. Um, one one of my concerns is with the teams that are really down at the bottom now is they will begin to smell the coffee. Yeah, and they really know that they have to turn things around. You know, so yeah. they'll come up with some surprise results. I'm sure, yeah, maybe not Cardiff, mind you. But. That can go one of two ways, though. They can either decide they need to shut up shop and play as defensively as possible in an attempt to nick a goal yeah. or some of them suppose technically could go the other way and try and be very offensively minded I think they've tried the defensive route and that's why they're at the bottom Yeah, I don't see Huddersfield being the particularly defensively minded team um, we know what Cardiff is I yeah. think Andrew shared a video on Twitter the other day which was a video of Neil Warnock giving a team talk a couple of years ago and the basis of it is if the ball doesn't come in sore at half time, you've done something wrong. <laughs> so um, he's he's a dinosaur, but he's really good at getting teams out of that championship. When it comes to up here, it's a bit different. 
But even I considered the Fulham goalkeeper, um, Bentalini, I believe is his name. Yeah. But I can still see the MPC against Cardiff. That long ball tactic can score a goal occasionally. Yeah. Um, I just, there, there is other options out there for the game week. I just think that if what, if my choice is if I have funds available for Alisson in this game and my main priority for my goalkeeper is to keep a clean sheet, which let's be fair, it probably is, I think Alisson's the, the most likely to keep a clean sheet in yeah. this game week. See, so let's move over to defenders, Alex. So, say we both pick five, but how many are you starting with in your team? Are you going four, uh, three, five? My team's starting with four uh, this week. Okay. And I've got a wee nod towards Bournemouth in their great form um, yep. since the start of the season. Uh, I've got Cook as my first defender. Yeah. So, Cook, Bournemouth against Southampton. I, as I said, fancy Bournemouth in that game. And obviously, you do as well. Cook's had a really good season so far. He has, yeah. He's right up there in the top 10, I think. Um, as it comes to defenders, he's doing really well point scoring wise. He's, let's have a wee quick look. He's not top 10, but he is about there. So. Let's have the listeners watch us or listen to us look this up. He scored 31 points so far. But the defender list's a bit skewed when you consider Alonso's on 60. So, um, it's a good show. I consider Bournemouth defenders. It's for the same reasons again. I, clean sheets, I <laughs> watch me hang myself on this line. I think clean sheets might be few and far between this weekend. But yeah. I could be incredibly wrong on that one. They've got really good home form as well, Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, who's your next defender? Let's just do yours, then we'll do mine. Okay, uh, I went for Doherty again. Yeah, from Wolves, he's absolutely smashed the points tables in yeah. the last couple of game weeks. He's on form. He's on form. <coughs> I couldn't not have him. No, he's on a lot of form. Um, I have also picked him. I think Wolves are. I've said numerous times in this pod. Wolves look like the real deal, and Doherty the past two weeks is scored double digits he is looking very good uh, they play a tricky Watford team now Watford are away from home Wolves are at home I believe is the fixture yeah and only to see because Watford are coming off a battering yeah they got battered with Bournemouth and it'll be interesting to see how they react to that um, I like Wolves chances in that game I think given all that. Wolves are growing more and more comfortable with the Premier League as used noted you know back three or four weeks ago they weren't scoring many goals but yeah. now they're beginning to open the floodgates and yeah. I mean Watford could get a goal but Wolves' defence has been really strong so far yeah. and I expect Wolves to win this game Yeah, I mean I, I know we didn't talk about the goalkeepers, Patricio was another consideration for the goalkeeper side of it I think Doherty offers you more options than just clean sheets um, which is particularly the reason why I've got him in my team because uh, if he doesn't keep a clean sheet there's always a chance he gets you an assist so there's potential backup points there if he doesn't get the clean sheet Yeah, uh, my second defender sorry third. this is third now yeah. is Johnny also Wills Johnny and he's starting I'm guessing so you're starting with Johnny as well Johnny and Docker in your team yeah yep. and who's your fourth I'm, I'm assuming Johnny sorry before we go on has very similar reasons to Docker but yeah, well, he's, he's not he's getting the goals. I think maybe he's had one this season. But, yeah. I mean, Wills have been so good defensively that uh, Watford might score, as I said, but I don't think they will. He's also a relatively low 
cost option, which is always helpful. Yeah, he's 4.5, which is, you know, for somebody that gets a game every week yeah. and is scoring a lot of points, is pretty decent. It's definitely strong. So the fourth one is Trippier. Trippier. West Ham. Uh, yeah, I don't quite know how that match will go, but Trippier's always good for an assist. It's something like Harry Kane scored seven goals in the last seven games against West Ham or something. Um, London Derby. I don't see necessarily clean sheets, but a trip, there's goals, Trippier, there's a good chance he's involved in them, I think. In yeah, the game. he's always making those great runs, you know. He's, he's He can whip across in as well, it's just he finds space out in the side, what's the ball yeah. in. Free and kicks. free kicks as well. Yeah. So, who's your sub defender? The sub defender is Pereira, Leicester. Yep. I don't think I'll need to use him, and I don't really think it's a wise choice to start him as. Leicester are playing Arsenal this week and Arsenal are on a really good run of form. Yeah, so. yeah, they really are. Um, but Pereira could come in handy and if you've got that money to have him as a sub, that's always very good. So we'll go through mine. Um, Mendy for Man City. Um, I don't think we need to do a deep dive analysis on my pick of Mendy here. Strong player, good for assists. They're playing Burnley. Should it should keep, be good. Should keep a clean sheet. Hopefully gets an assist. Suppose it comes down to, yet again, Pep's Wheel of Fortune. He well, should, there, there's a chance. But I've got defensive cover on my bench, but at least, well, one defensive cover on my bench, which should cover it. Um, we have Doherty from Wolves. For the same reasons we discussed under yourself, good form. And I've put in Duffy from Brighton. Yeah. I actually have Duffy from Brighton in my actual weekly team as well. That's an interesting choice. Um, they're playing Newcastle. Yeah. And it, suppose this week we'll see how Newcastle bounce back from their defeat against Man U. Um, I don't know how much spirit is left in that team after that capitulation against them. Yeah, but they knocked the stuffing out of the team. They were 2 0 up, cruising at half time, and they yeah. lost the match. You know, the thing is, they should have the the been, the been 3 or 4 0 up, and they could still have won the game when um, their, I think it was their defender missed a clear cut header. Yeah. The end of the game and it would have went 3-1 or 3-2 up so Duffy's got a goal in him and Brighton have got potentially a clean sheet there and he's, he's scored quite a good wee bit this season Duffy so I'm going to start him on my bench I've got Bowley from Wolves uh-huh. good cover and yeah, there's a chance so. chance that Mendy doesn't start we can bring Bowley in and I've went with Bednarek as my fifth air defender because he is 3.9 million and I wanted some cash to is spend there anybody elsewhere. anybody valued lower? No, he is the lowest value <laughs> there. I think there's three or four defenders that are 3.9 million. Um, it's a tactic I don't like in my regular team because I want to have 15 viable players in it. Yeah. However, when we're playing this and it's a one-shot, it's one week, I think you find the gaps where you can get your money. So your substitute goalkeeper at 4 million and probably your fifth defender. Yeah, 3.9 when it comes to the real game your subs you can't afford to chop and change three players every week you no. know what I mean and so you need to keep a, a fairly consistent yeah. line up you know yeah. and if your subs in your, your real game they can make or break your season if yeah. you're if you're getting every week possibly four or five points off your bench coming in if you need it that adds up over the course of your season it really adds up mm-hmm. and it can make a big difference in your overall rank or as we say, we play head-to-head, it can make a big difference in head-to-head oh, games. Yeah. The amount of times the players come off the bench and won me a head-to-head game is unbelievable. Or cost me as well. So, 
in this game though I'm quite happy to put Bednarek in there and accept that it's a dead spot and basically effectively starting at 3.9 million less but only pick 14 players effectively so yeah, anything else about defenders anyone you really considered but didn't end up putting in not really it was a fairly clear cut choice for me um, Bournemouth Wolves Spurs you know what I mean yeah. um, there are three teams I expect to keep clean sheets although you can never be can never certain be sure. of course uh, I mean Liverpool I considered but I wanted Liverpool attacking options same with Man City I considered possibly putting Laporte in. He seems like a really steady defender that's going to pick you up clean sheets. Not much else points, but not much else points. Not much other points or many other points. Yeah, I never really went for any players, well, defenders from those two teams because I needed them for other roles. (laughs) Strangely, none of us have picked any Chelsea assets yet or Man U assets. I think that will probably be a thing that continues. Yeah, Um, I don't have any at all this week. Do you see Manu getting anything from that Chelsea game? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's eminently possible. <laughs> um, I mean, I just I don't now, know what sparked that recovery. Who sparked that recovery? Apparently, apparently, Jose asked Pogba where he wanted to play, and Pogba said, "Play me deeper in defence." I mean, you were sitting watching the Premiership in two thousand and eighteen, and Manu had a back three. Which included Paul Pogba and Matic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. <laughs> it was it unbelievable. It, it worked. But it's not going to work every week in any way, shape, or form. I don't think Mourinho's going to be asking Pogba every week, how should I play my team? No, and I think it's very clear from when he made the sub in the first half that I think Mourinho thought his time was up. When, well, he, brings, when he brings Baye off. See, and, when you actually think about it, yeah. Mourinho was sacked. Yeah, in fact it was. <laughs> Standing at 2-0 down against yeah. Newcastle United, he was actually out of a job. Yeah, and the thing so, is... <laughs> somebody think, had to take over. I think he made a very big point with his sub of Baye off and trying to say... He didn't bring Lindelof on when he brought Baye off. Yeah. And I think he was trying to say is, I don't have central defenders here. I think that's what he was yeah. trying to say. Although he spent like in excess of 60 million on central defenders. This is um, Russian roulette. However, going back to... It's entertainment, Alex, is what it is. The game was great to watch. Going back to this week, yeah, I could see them doing pulling off something similar again. Yeah, I mean... It seems like their backs are against the wall, and that's when they're... Well, they certainly were against Newcastle, and that's when they were dangerous. It's not going to stop me considering Captain and Hazard, though, for my actual team, but it's um, it's an interesting one. I'd... I think we've both avoided it for good reasons. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I don't know what the result will be. You would think on form, Chelsea should nick it. Yeah. The international break could have came at the worst time for Man U. Yeah. I think when it comes at this point, then it's kind of slowed the momentum down because they should have got a big, huge boost from coming back against Newcastle. Yeah. And it looks like it could have slowed them down. But anyway, now that we've discussed our lack of Chelsea and Manu options, we're going to move on to midfielders and attackers, and we'll be back with that in a couple of seconds. Okay, so we move on to the eminently more offensive players, Alex, our midfielders and our attackers. So I'll go first, why not, with my midfielders this week. So there's a distinctly blue feeling about my midfielders with one red player in there. I've went with Raheem Sterling, first of all, and I've captained Raheem. Snap. 
So, uh, great form for England against Spain. Not necessarily the forefront of my mind when I was making that choice, but... He finally got a goal for England after, what, two years without yeah, and he, uh, to be fair, that time he played. A partic- he did play well for England a lot of games, and he. Uh, let us not get into the technicalities of how he played or drew defenders away or took good pressure off other players. He probably got unfairly treated by the media, etc. He got a great game midweek. Hopefully, he'll be buoyed for that, and he's going in against Burnley. Yeah, I think his form this season is fantastic. Yeah, he's kind of flew under the radar because of people are when they're talking about midfielders just now. The main talking points have been Salah's poor form, relatively, anyway. Manny's form and the potential of him replacing Salah and recently Manny's poorer form. Yep. And Kevin De Bruyne's injury and Hazard's particularly amazing form. Yeah. So Sterling's candy ran under under the radar a bit in that one. 11.1 million still a lot of money though. Uh, but I think this week, particularly against Burnley, he's a particularly good choice, and we both obviously do have both captained them. Yeah, as long as he gets started, you know. <laughs> yeah. So this I think is... I think he'll start. I think when we're talking about players that might not start, it's where we get to my next two midfielders. Yeah, it's so, the European games coming up next week. Yeah. So I mean, there's always a chance somebody could be rested. Yeah. You know. I mean. I think it's a risk we're having to take here and the type of game we're playing as we've always said this is a bit of a gamble uh, my next player I've picked is Sani which is a risk considering him playing alongside Mendy doesn't happen very often um, but I'm going to take the risk <laughs> he says with a wry smile hoping that Sani plays good form and the other thing I mean we both mentioned is De Bruyne is now fit and ready to play as well <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I'm giving strong consideration to the Bruyne transfer for my actual main real team. Yeah. And to potentially get in there before his price rises when everybody decides to buy him when he's back. Yeah. And his good value at his cost. For this week, I, I just don't feel as though he's going to play 90 minutes this week. We discussed this before it and you were saying yeah. the same thing. And I think it's a risk to pick him for a one-shot team, especially for the sort of thing we do here. Yeah. Um, but Sani, 9.2. It's a big risk. I'm rolling the dice and it is a roll of the dice. And also the next ones are a load of dice that I'm starting with Shakiri for Liverpool. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the, the red tinge in my midfield. With injuries to Salah and injuries to Manny and Milner. Yeah, and some of the, you know, triangle warning things. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> everybody in Liverpool's midfield, Keita injured, Milner injured, Sa- uh, Manny and... Salah are all potentially not going to make it. I don't. I think some of them will start in some combination. Uh-huh. Excuse me, but I think this could be a good week to have Shakiri. Um, I wouldn't be looking necessarily to transfer him in as a permanent fixture on my team, but I think this week, considering we're playing Huddersfield, if Klopp's not hundred percent confident with any of the players, he's got a perfectly good excuse to rest them. Yep, and give Shakiri a chance. And I went with Carlson is to round out my four in midfield 6.7 million ah uh, good form yeah he did a good match against Leicester a couple of yeah. weeks back playing against Crystal Palace who are not in the best form and that is pretty much it the, the Carlson choice is just he's kind of a mainstay in my, my teams that I've been picking I'm beginning he's to like him more and more the more I see him I was uh, you know I was 
very dismissive of him. I think at the start of the season, but now I'm beginning to wonder whether that's the correct. I think when you consider he's he's actually cheaper than Shakiri, and you think when you consider it that way, yeah. and the returns he's getting, he's worth putting in, and he's he's in my real team as well. I call him my real team. He's in my normal weekly team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Sigurdsson's outscoring him in the last two or three game weeks, but his yeah, the price tag's quite Yeah, different. there's about a million, million and a half area sort of difference. Um, and rounding out my midfield, I've got Knockout for Brighton. Uh, thoughts behind this is I could A, afford them, B, I'm pretty sure he'll start, and I do feel as though I need a cover there in case there's rotation for any of those choices, especially my Sani and Shakiri picks. Yeah, so he's on your bench. He's on my bench. He's not on my bench. He's actually starting for me. Okay. Um, so it's the South Coast Derby with Southampton this week. No, knockouts so Brighton, so he's playing against Newcastle. Oh, is it? Sorry. He's not oh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. <laughs> there is a South Coast Derby, I mean, you're yeah. right, but knockout plays for Brighton. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just flung everything I was going to say. <laughs> I'd love to see we'll cut it anyway, out, but I don't know how cut it out. <laughs> I was surprised to see that he'd actually t- totaled up as many points as he has so far this He's season. on good form. He's the talk of Twitter just now, not Cart, and whether it's the right decision to bring him into your team. Um, well, I didn't know that, not being an ardent Twitter person, <laughs> yeah. but or an ardent tweeter, ardent whatever tweeter. you want to, yes. however you see it. Um, but no, I, he kind of jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah. And whether it was Southampton or Newcastle, the plane makes no difference. <laughs> I think with Newcastle, we talked about I picked, talked about Duffy earlier as well. Uh, it's about how Newcastle react to the Man U defeat. And yeah. I think if Brighton are going to score against them, you're probably expecting Murray to get in the end of it and anything sort of creative to come through Knockhart to get there. Uh-huh. I think that's a fair estimation of it. Yeah, my third midfielder is Matinho Wills. Yep. He had a, a couple of cracking games, but that was three, four, five weeks ago now. Yeah. He's still playing well. I think the guys get magical skills and, uh, you know, evolve into goals sooner or later. So He's a really good midfielder. Whether he's going to get those returns in free and fantasy is a, a question that's yet to be answered. And we'll suppose we'll see games like against games against excuse me games against Watford are the games that Wolves will be targeting to win if they expect to be good mid table team. Yeah. And players like Matinho and the step up for that to happen. Yeah, I'm gonna say this again. Wolves must be targeting Europe. They really must well, be. Seventh January will get you Europe. Uh with the form they're on, it's looking alright. Let's see how they, I mean, before we can say that safely it's going to happen or be a serious challenge, they'll need to get through the mad Christmas rushy fixtures. Yeah, there's a long, long way to go, obviously. But the form they're on is very promising. I think they've got quite good depth as well, so even... Um, we've got the know, money. Through the Christmas period and the winters, you know, I think yeah. they've got good players I mean, to rely on. Yeah. One or two go down injured. If you want to look at the depth, they signed Trorori with Middlesbrough for 20 million and they don't play him. Uh-huh. Uh, so they've got depth there. And the scary thing with Wills is they can build on this season because of the money they've got backing behind them and the connections they've got in places like Portuguese football. Yeah. So it could they could become a particularly strong team over the next few years. Yeah, I, I think their manager's got a cracking attitude. Yeah. I really like watching interviews. He's good, and he was the Valencia manager, I believe, at one point as well. Yeah. And he said he's the 
he's very highly regarded and the rumours, if the rumours are true, he's been looked at already by teams, the big four teams, the big six teams, whatever you want to call them, especially Man U who are considering potential regime change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, who else have you <laughs> got there? I think Mourinho's got more backs against the wall before that. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Uh, so I've got two midfielders on the bench, Iwobi, Arsenal, yep. and Madison, Leicester. Yeah. Of course, Arsenal play Leicester yep. this week in Leicester. I think Arsenal will win that game because they're on really cracking for them just now. Yeah. Uh, I could see Leicester maybe getting a goal or two, but Arsenal still took him out winners by two goals. Um, Arsenal, good form. It will be good value. Cheap player, good cover on your bench. Yeah. Uh, Madison, abs, before we obviously get through our teams, before we start this. I'm surprised you're not starting Madison, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. He's very, very, very good cover. Yeah. That's there. So just to confirm for it, who's your three starters then? Sterling, Knockhart, and Knockhart. Yes. Cool. And you're going 4 3 3, aren't you then? That's right. So we've both got three strikers. So let's move on to the three strikers. I think we've both got three different strikers, Alex. Yeah. So we'll go one at a time. Who's your first striker? Aguero. Okay. Who is also my <laughs> vice captain. Um, there's not a lot really to say about this I think yeah, I don't have Aguero, that's clear I've spent a lot of money in a midfield and I've got Sterling, it's probably my big asset yeah, this week both. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, both don't start <laughs> you'll have the last laugh and I won't have any captains well, Aguero, <laughs> let's go with Aguero my reasons for not pick, let's go for the reason not picking Aguero because the reasons for picking Aguero are quite simple and straightforward why you would pick Aguero because he's playing against Burnley and he's Aguero. Yes. Um, but the reasons for not picking him, his minutes have been limited to 60 when he's playing and there's always the chance that Pep decides to start Jesus in this game and save Aguero for the Champions League. Yeah, but did Aguero have international duty this week and Argentina's a long way to go, I don't think he would have. I don't believe he did and Jesus did have Brazil duty, I know that much. Um, so... We will see what happens with that. Um, is his minutes getting limited to 60 whenever he's playing? Is yeah. the bit that concerns me? Yeah, sometimes 59. Yeah, 59 <laughs> really, really kills you if you're a fantasy football manager. Yeah. Luckily, um, I've not been affected. Now, Argentina did play at the... Did play, let's have a look and see. So they played Brazil on Tuesday and could beat 1-0. And let's have a look at the lineups. There was no Aguero in the lineup. There we are. So, so he's more fancied than Jesus, I think. Yeah, there's a good chance they also played Iraq on the 11th of October, and in a wholly unsurprising outcome, Argentina won that game. But again, it looks as though there wasn't any Sergio Aguero activity, particularly in the game. So. It should be fresh, but yeah. Pep's got that ability to drop. That's the reason why I'm not waiting for him. And obviously, it frees up funds for other players for me. Yeah. So I'll go with my vice captain. It's Firmino. And it's another roll of the dice. Not in form particularly, but is playing against Huddersfield. So I went fixture over form in this one rather than form over fixture. Uh-huh. And he's got to score eventually. It's the cry of every football man, every well, fantasy football manager. He has. He's, he's scored this season. Up, yeah. He's scored. I mean, he get the goal against Paris Saint Germain as well to 
came yeah. through after they get the big finger in the eye. Yeah. Uh, the game before it. Um, but I think it's the the famous cry of every fantasy football manager of the the bad form can't last. Yeah. And the bad form can last, by the way. <laughs> As a fan of football in general, I've seen many players from my own team have horrendous form and never come back. But I'd like to see the I like Firmino, and I think he's got a good chance against a team like Huddersfield to get one or two goals. And he's there as my vice captain, and that's why I've picked him. Yeah, I, I fancy that Man City will win by a bigger goal difference this weekend than Liverpool will. So, I mean, <laughs> um, that well, let's just address one of the big elephants in the room is Salah. Neither of us have Salah in our team now. There's the risk that Salah could be injured, which is part of it. But it looks as though he's probably going to play from press conferences. Uh-huh. Um, I don't see Liverpool going out and winning seven nil or something like that against this Huddersfield team. I just don't. And I don't. I don't burn. see either, but it could happen. And I just know. and if they do, I don't see it being Salah doing it either. Neither have picked them. Yeah. Um, I think players who are likely coming to form for Liverpool coming up is Firmino is the one I can see. Mm-hmm. Salah probably will hit form eventually and he'll score goals but at this point 12.9 million for someone who you're not sure about is just too much yes and when it comes to Man City will they score more against Burnley than Liverpool do against Huddersfield I don't know I, I don't know Man City have got the big advantage you've been at home yeah and Liverpool are away yeah um, but neither are that far from home really yeah, and I mean, it depends on what... I suppose, same, we could get any tactics about how football, just James in general. If Liverpool got a goal in the first 15 minutes, Huddersfield could capitulate. Yeah. Um, but they might not. Um, let's see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I've got coverage for both teams, <coughs> as do you. So that's your gave us two of your strikers? No, or? just the one. So let's go for your second striker. But I went for Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. It's that nod to Bournemouth in their position in the league again. Yeah. Callum Wilson will be talked at slightly after we finish talking about our strikers because we've got a little trade thing to talk about. Uh, but let's, Callum Wilson was in my team and I took him out and replaced him for the next striker I'm going to talk about. I like Callum Wilson. And this is, of course, the South Coast Derby. Yeah. yeah this, tell me I've got it wrong. This is your South Coast Derby, <laughs> yes. Um, Southampton... Flashes a good team, you know, for five minutes every week. Yeah, maybe ten. And uh, apart from that, uh, you know, I, I, they really are facing relegation or definitely in a deep struggle. Yeah. And you know, I think Bournemouth will win this one. I and think Callum Bournemouth. Wilson's scoring goals. There was a consideration a couple of weeks ago where I thought it was dropping out for him, and he gets subbed off early and things. He's proved me wrong. He's still in my draft team, as I've said, we'll discuss. Um, it's not a bad choice, Alex. I like the choice. I really do like the choice of him. I think he's got a chance to score you a lot of points this week. I, I mean, I've had Callum Wilson on my teams in the, you know, the general fantasy football for a long, long time, and he's almost always parked on the bench. Yeah. But no, I would definitely put him in the first 11. I think there's a good chance he gets you some points this weekend. So... Excuse me, the player I replaced Callum Wilson with, excuse me, was Aubameyang. I had a lot of money left over, which is clearly how I managed to do it. Uh, good form. Arsenal against Liverpool. Is that Arsenal against Leicester? Liverpool. Oh, it's been so long since we've recorded. <laughs> um, 
Leicester's defence leaky to concede goals yeah Aubameyang good for him not been the best of him all season but I think he's coming off a hat trick and we'll see how he goes 10.7 million he's cheaper than Aguero he's cheaper than Kane uh, both players who I considered for the games I think I, that could turn out to be your wee steal this week yeah I'm I'm not going to go crazy and say that I think he's going to score three goals again and get 20 points but I like him as a good striking choice against Leicester that's kind it's four man fixture to me Leicester's defence isn't particularly strong it's reasonably strong for fantasy because they get goals and they get assists but from a percent for a way of keeping clean sheets and a percentage of clean sheets to keep um, that's why Aubameyang's in my team and who's your next striker? Uh, my third and final striker is Mr Harry Kane for the second week in a row uh, Harry Harry Kane he's one of us eh? who scored me two points as a captain <laughs> in the last game week which uh, I wasn't impressed about at all I um, I brought Harry Kane in last week and in my real team and did you notice in, in the England game he was playing a very unusual role he wasn't really a striker at all he was yeah, playing quite supportive wasn't he deep midfield yep yeah. They done well though. Yeah, he had a good, very good game. Uh, yeah, Harry, Harry, one point. Well, double the two points when he's a captain. Kane. He hurt a lot of people last weekend against Cardiff, but I mean, suppose I should have known because Tottenham don't tend to break teams down particularly well. And when he had Ali and Eriksson both out, which is two of their most creative players, and Cardiff were going to sit with ten men behind the ball, I think. Really should have seen the rain in the wall for that one. Yeah. Although Aguero also got one point last week, so I don't think anybody was sitting on the fence in a game against you know West Ham and Tottenham. Yeah, I think that'll be a open game. Yes, very. Um, I can see quite a few goals. Harry scored a lot of goals against West Ham. You said that, yeah. Um, so that's good. I like to hear that. Um, I no, I don't have Harry, and I, I I'm not going to say I don't think Harry's the wrong choice in the slides. I think it's actually a good choice. But my third striker to round it out is Mitrovic. And we've got Fulham playing against Cardiff. It's I hope that my opponent isn't listening. But in the fantasy football, um, the actual league that I'm involved in, yeah. I've captained him this week. Mitrovic. Yeah. It's not a bad shout. He is on some form for Serbia when he yeah. was in the national breaks. And you have a very poor Cardiff team playing against a Fulham team who need a win. Yeah. But it does, it comes down to, if Fulham want to stay in the division, it's, I, just now because of how poor a Huddersfield, Cardiff and Newcastle have been, no other team really seems in major danger of getting relegated. But if Fulham want to make sure they don't come into that picture, they need to be beaten. The yeah, teams in that games they need to win. Games they need to win to stay in the division. And to me, just looking on paper, they're, way better than Cardiff you know yeah I mean they spent a lot of money and it's an interesting thing because they're probably still gelling together and a lot of these teams where they've just come up from the leagues and they're kind of just still gelling or they're, they're struggling a little bit they can sign players in January and maybe go over the line but they don't need to sign players they need to settle their players in that they have yeah I think but yeah that's Mitrovic he's up against a weak defence or weak-ish defence and the defence will try and bully him but he'll bully right back I suppose the biggest risk in it is if it becomes a 
throwing elbows contest. He can throw elbows with the best of them, but he can also get red carded with the best of them. Uh, don't yeah. tell, don't say that. <laughs> well, I hope. No, I don't hope because, as I said, he's captain. my captain and my main team. <laughs> your so. main team. Yeah, but that's. The, I suppose that's to your risk, Mitrovic. No matter when you play him, is his temperament. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. So. Very different teams this week, Alex, for both of us, other than captain choices. Yep. Uh, and goalkeeper choice. But it, that's good because we were very similar last week, apart yeah, from yeah. a couple of different choices yep. in my horrendous shout of West Ham players. So we've talked Well, about, I might be doing the same this week with Bournemouth, you know, so. I think Bournemouth are a better shout this season than my mad decision last week. Anyway, that's our teams, people. If anybody wants to come on to Twitter and tell us how wrong we are, feel free. Um, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. We're going to round it off this pod with a little bit of a chat about the draft league that me and Alex are playing in and a very interesting trade offer that's been made. So I'll speak to you in a couple of seconds. Okay, so for the final part of this, we're going to talk about something we don't often talk about on the pod and that is the draft league that we play in um so there's only seven of us playing in the draft league because trying to get a group of growing people together with free time to do a draft that'll take a couple of hours is particularly difficult but such is life it was great fun (laughs) at the very start (laughs) yeah it's when you get down to your 15th choice you're going just who's available with the most points for last season um Anyway, I'm currently sitting second in the draft league and it's going quite well for me, I'd have to say. And Alex is currently sitting bottom and I'm in 426 points, Alex is in 302. Okay, rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> There's a big difference in the other league we play in, Yeah, I, I haven't really concentrated on this in as much as I would have liked to. Yeah. But I know I've got, I need to make changes. Yeah. The draft league's very tight at the top. Edward is one point ahead of me, so it's 4-7 plays 4-6 through eight weeks. Anyway, the point of bringing this up on the pod is before Alex came over tonight, he dropped me a message on WhatsApp and said, I've made a couple of interesting trade offers to you. So, Alex has offered me Jimenez from Wolves up front, yep. and I would provide him with Wilson from Bournemouth excuse me and he's offered me Maguire and I would provide him with Doherty from Wolves so I don't know what to do I asked Twitter Twitter seemed to like the Maguire trade better than the Jimenez trade um, and a couple of people have said do both and a couple of people have said do none but people aren't outstandingly saying doing neither of these the majority of people are saying do one or the other yeah so, <laughs> do one or the other. Do one or the other. I still don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, well, you've got 24 hours. No, you've got, you get until I've still got the players to decide. Ah, I've got to tomorrow, basically. Yeah. Um, and the Twitter poll will continue to run. So, just for a bit of like, background on this and a bit of context, my forward line is Harry Kane, Danny Ings, and Callum Wilson. And bringing in Jimenez wouldn't necessarily be the worst shout there. Uh, I still don't particularly like Danny Ings just now. But we'll see. These They've both got good fixtures this week. My defence just now is Aspilicueta, Dottery, Laporte, Duffy and Vertonghen. Vertonghen's injured. However, Leicester's fixtures are quite favourable on the run-in. 
so I don't know what I'm going to do is the, the quick crux of this one well I can't really help you because I've <laughs> made my mind up well, yeah, and uh, just looking at it you know him and his wolves are wolves for a, a wolves striker for a Bournemouth striker look where they are on the table they're almost inseparable so it's really like for like isn't it yeah um, and uh, Doherty for Maguire again they're very similar in places in the table Doherty of course has had fantastic form in very recent times but Maguire's had really good form this season also yeah, yeah. so again it's pretty like for like although as you might say that Doherty is more likely to score goals yeah. but is he really is it just a flash in the pan I'm assuming there's a lot of people who are listening to this who are English and won't know of a place called the Barra's Market. Now, if you want to go and put the Barrowlands Market into Google, you'll find out about it. And it's where people try and sell you things. And they might not always be what they seem. It's in Glasgow. <laughs> it's in Glasgow. Now, Alex is sell, trying to sell me things here, and they might not be what they seem. I've got an even better one, right? <laughs> I've made three trade offers. Obviously, you've just mentioned two. Yeah. But I've also made a trade offer to the guy who's one point in front of you. Yeah. He's got Hazard and I want Hazard, and I've offered them De Bruyne. See, yeah, there's a dilemma. There's a dilemma that I think is quite simple. I don't see him taking it. Um, I think if you offer him it in three weeks' time, if Kevin De Bruyne has scored, oh, but I may have changed points. my mind in three weeks' time. Yeah, I mean it's an it's an interesting one. It is interesting, although I think Hazard's a. I'd probably keep Hazard in that one, but we'll see what Eddie says. Is it Eddie's got him? Let's just double check that yeah, one. I'm a, pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um. So. That's the the key to this one. I just don't know who I'm going to pick up or not pick up. I think if I if I did pick one that I'm more tempted by than the other, I'm more tempted by the Maguire to Doherty trade or the Doherty to Maguire trade for me than I am for the Wilson Jimenez trade. That's just the truth on the matter. And I think what we might see coming through, I've got until 11.30 tomorrow morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably more likely to see you having Doherty and me of Maguire than yeah. you are to see yeah. you having Wilson. I think that the bigger problem I have with the Wilson trade to him and is is he sounds so reluctant, folks. I don't think you <laughs> take either. As, to be honest, as good so. as the, as good as him could be, and if him hits form, he will be. If he doesn't, I'm stuck with Danny Ings as my striking striker. Yeah, that could be and costly. Danny Ings could hit form. But with well, that Southampton team, but Willie, I think you want to get him uh, out. But Willie, he's a good third striker, but I don't want him to become my second striker. Well, and the draft third. league, just to let people know who don't, isn't financially limited. No, there's no money involved. No. Um, Matt, I think we worked it out when we finished doing the draft to see who got the most expensive team. And I enjoyed that one. I yeah, I had the cheapest one. Yeah, I managed to get myself like a hundred and eight million. You managed to trade Kevin De Bruyne first though, <laughs> and he yeah, I chose him over Salah. the great god Salah. Hey, look, in the grand scheme of things, you're probably made the right choice if he didn't get injured. Yeah, yeah. but getting injured, he scored you nothing. And it was great because I had the third choice and I managed to pick up Kane, which was really quite nice for me. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we will fill you in on Monday. In fact, there's a game Monday night, so possibly Tuesday yeah. we'll record. And we'll fill you in on how that trade went. You'll find out on Twitter tomorrow anyway when I post up whether I've done it or not. And whether I look at the end of the results and the, uh, the poll that I've put up. But thank you very much again for listening. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter and give us some rubbish. Uh, just Rose Ed Pod, FBL on there. And we're also on Facebook. Just search for the Rose Ed Pod and you'll find us on there. Is there anything you'd like to add, Alex, before you go? Um, not really, but is it not part of the bus? Oh, uh, <laughs> if I knew it. used to be Rose Ed. Ed. Oh. That was a long time ago. I just. Listen, folks, I'm looking at him just now. He's absolutely shattered, so you must allow him that <laughs> that, that That is just deflating me. Yeah, so we're on Twitter at Park the Bus FPL. <laughs> you'll be able to find us. And if you also go on Facebook, you'll find us at Park the Bus Fantasy Podcast. Um, it's gone well. Listen, we can't it really. It really went well. I had to do my one-shot challenge in about ten minutes before we started. You think here. you would be nice and refreshed after an international break? Oh, my girlfriend started doing a new job this week. It's just Do you know what it is? Over. I think she's been giving you hell because you beat her in that one oh, shot challenge. <laughs> oh. No, it's not. But she's in the joys of she's actually in her bed because she's in work tomorrow and she's giving me a run in. Which is nice of her to give me a lift to work, but it means I need to be up early for it and I've been doing it all week. So, But hey ho, Park the Bus FPL on Twitter. Find us on Facebook under Park the Bus. Any questions, let us know. And again, everybody, thank you very much for all your support. The lessons keep going up each week and uh, we're over 300 followers on Twitter thank you very much to everybody that's doing that and it's good night from me and it's uh, goodbye from me as well have a good one guys enjoy your week